Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, the Arakwell people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am super excited to talk to you all today about how I manifested something so big, so easily, with barely even trying. I want to share this story with you because I want you guys to really create your heaven on earth. I want you to manifest all the things your heart desires because your dreams matter. They matter because they're helping to contribute to this planet that we're creating. So I want to talk to you a little bit about manifestation and I'm going to talk to you about it obviously through the frame of transformational human design because We actually have our human design as this beautiful roadmap that guides us along this path. And when we understand how we can recondition our subconscious mind, when we can understand how it actually works, how the brain works, how we can work in alignment with what it means to be human um, and in conjunction with our design, then we can create incredible things in our life. So I want to tell you a little bit of a story. I'm going to say, hmm, it couldn't even be three months ago, but let's say three months ago, um, my youngest son, he is learning to ride horses and he's always had a love of it. Um, 
And he's always been aware that I used to ride. When he was a baby, he used to sit next to the arena when I was riding my big flashy dressage horse. Um, My eldest used to sit there with his Bob the Builder stuff when he was really little. It was just adorable. Um, Anyway, so my younger son, Oscar, he's taken an interest and so he's having lessons and we go out there every week and we are interested or at least I'm thinking, okay, well, if he sticks at it, if he's still as enthusiastic as he's definitely lit up about it, and my little line too is just, oh, my God, he's just finding it so easy. And for those of you out there that you, that know what I'm talking about, like his seat is off the charts. Like, yeah, just watching a line to learn something that they love is, I don't know, like poetry. It's so amazing how quickly he's picking this up. Anyway, so we're sort of thinking about, getting a horse for him. One day, I'm going to say like maybe three months ago, we're talking about the sort of horse that I'd love to get for him. And he asks me this question, mum, will you get a horse again? And I hadn't really thought about it. And I said, yeah, I think I would. I think I'd love to have another dressage horse again. And he said, so what's your dream horse? And as we drove back that day, I had this discussion with him and I outlined all the things I would love in my dream horse. That following day in the morning, I thought, wow, I really do. That's something I want to do. I definitely want to have another horse again and I want to do it just for me and enjoy the journey and, you know, get him going as far as we can possibly go. And that was really it other than writing down a simple list of what that horse might be, you know, size, movement, temperament, breed, you know, all of those things. Um, and and the things that I would love to accomplish, like I want to go, for those of you under, who understand, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's cool too. You know, I wanted this horse to go FEI. I want him to do at least pre-St. George, if not into one, into two and Grand Prix, which would be the dream. Um. And then I didn't think about it. I just didn't think about it. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, we're out um, again, having Oscar's having a lesson. And after the lesson, he says to me, oh, one of my friends told me that there's a horse for sale here. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, that would be really handy. We don't have to travel all over the East Coast of Australia to find you a horse. Cool. Let's, let's find out. So anyway... Um, I decide to find out and in true emotional, um, in true emotional authority, it took me a few days to even ask anyone about it. But in the meantime, I see this horse out in the paddock. I'm not really like, I'm not even consciously aware of it. I'm not putting the pieces together by this stage and I'm watching this horse walk across the paddock and I'm like, wow. Um, you know, one of the things as a horse or a dressage person when we're looking at a horse's paces, they have to have a really good natural walk because a walk isn't something that you can greatly improve. And the more you mess around with it, the, the usually the worse it gets. So I'm watching this horse walk across the paddock and thinking, wow, that is a beautiful walk. Um, and think nothing else of it. But when I reflect on this, my sacral was like lit up. Then the next couple of times, I just noticed this horse and, you know, I've watched another day he was sort of having a bit of a 
trot around his paddock. I was like, wow, look at the movement on him. And I start to ask about this horse for Oscar, this other horse, you know, because by this stage I haven't put two and two together. I also haven't put two and two together um, at this stage that my line for child heard from a friend and then shared with his mother about this horse, right? So from a human design standpoint, um, everything is is I'm just following human design breadcrumbs. A lot of the time early on, really unconsciously, but doing it anyway, right? Anyway, so we start to have this conversation and with the owner of the property, the own the the breeder of the horse, and she says, oh no, actually he's a, you know, he's a dressage prospect. I mean, he's pretty quiet. So he could be suitable for a young person, but not a beginner. Um, you know, he's actually bred to be a dressage horse. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and she says, would you like to have a ride? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, so I go and have a ride on this horse. First time I've been on a horse in seven years. And it literally the moment my butt hits the saddle, I'm I'm like, ooh, this feels good. My entire body is responding, responding to this particular horse. Um, so I have a ride. This is fantastic. Um, again, I'm not even thinking about buying him. I'm not doing any of those things because I'm I'm my mind, my mind is attached to me getting a horse next year. Okay, that was my thing. That was my I'll get a horse next year. We'll get one for Oscar first. Um, so. What I don't realize at this point is that I'm detached to the outcome, okay? At this point, I'm following my strategy and authority. Um, I'm following my my design. Um, you know, Oscar's design is working as well through me. I'm following my design, my little line three. I'm just going out. I'm having experience. Um, I have massive detachment because I'm not even thinking that this could be the horse that, that I want to manifest. Um, and I have a sit on him, a bit of a ride. I'm like, wow. And Oscar takes some video for me and I'm like, wow, he is beautiful. Um, and then the owner just says, look, you know, whether you're looking to buy, buy him or not, you're more than welcome to ride him. I can see that, you know, you're only going to add value to him. So you can just have a sit, have a ride. Anyway, I have a couple more rides and I'm like, this is the horse. This is the horse. And part of me, my mind And for those of you playing along outside, in case you haven't noticed, I'm showing you the things that matter. So this could be your business, right? My mind is attached to the way it should be, which has actually been really helpful because I'm detached from this, you know, having to make any decision through the mind. My body is responding with yes, 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 yes. My emotional authority, like I keep sleeping on it. I keep sleeping on it. It's still yes. It's like, yep, it's a definite clear yes. So we get to the point where, I kind of have to, as I would say, shit or get off the pot. Is this something I'm really going to consider? And the other part of it, I'm by this stage, I'm paying attention to the external clues. There was someone else that was interested in him. Um, the She got sick and then she couldn't come down. And then the next time she cancelled and postponed. So I'm starting to notice the external clues. Everything for me is easy. It's easy for me to make it there to have a ride. It's easy for me to ride this horse. It's easy for me to... Um, you know, like there's there's no red flags. Everything for me is flowing so easily and simply. Then we get to the place where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a conversation with the owner. 
um, and just see how it goes. And even then I was really detached. I was like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I wasn't, wasn't planning on it. Hadn't, you know, haven't put money aside for a horse. Um, well, at least not for me anyway. And I start having this conversation with the owner and all of a sudden I'm in negotiations. And again, I'm just responding from my body, from my body, from my body. Um, I'm, you know, talking about it with the people close to me and just watching the responses out in the, you know, in my reality, which is also telling me that a lot of my blocks, a lot of my um, things that have stopped me in the past, they're not there anymore because I'm not seeing the people in my life roadblock me. So again, it's all these external clues of, okay, this is really in alignment. This is really working well for me. And we get to the point where we negotiate on, you know, money and payment and all of, and everything just, just goes, you know, every time there's something goes back and forward, I've sleep on it. I'm like following my um, authority, even though part of me, I notice as I'm going through this process, like I want to react straight away, but no, I'm like, I'll sleep on it. Give me a few hours. I'll come back to you. Um, And then all of a sudden I've got this horse. I'm like, okay, I'm not getting overly attached to it. Um, we've still got a vet check. So when you buy a horse, especially a horse that you want, a high-level performance horse, you know, you've got to have a vet, look at it, look at his joints, look at his tendons, look at his feet, look at his confirmation, look at his soundness, teeth, you name it. Okay. Get the vet. And even, so the vet that the owner recommends won't do it because it's their vet and, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, be biased, That's which is great ethics, um, and I'm like, far out, where am I going to find a good vet that understands warm bloods and performance horses? And because the good vet that does that in the area is their vet who won't do it. Um, and I ask my amazing friend, Jazz, who you guys may um, have seen on my Instagram. She's She works with us at all the retreats. She's also one of my PTs. She's the most incredible chef ever. Um, and she's also into horses. And I said, oh, far out, I need to find a vet. And this, <laughs> this beautiful human sends me the friend of a friend is a vet and I get on the phone to this vet on Thursday and I'm like okay this is what's going on this vet happens to specialize in warm bloods and dressage horses she's actually um, Dutch and going home the following week for breeding season over there and that's where they like they breed the most incredible horses over there so this woman has so much expertise And I say to her, the only time I have in my diary is tomorrow afternoon. And she says, that's funny because that's the only time I have in my diary too. So the external clues are just there, are there, are there. My ego is still going, really, really? Do you really want this? Is this really what you want? Is it like, well, do you have time for this? Um, But I'm following my design. I'm following my strategy, my authority. I'm responding. I'm waiting. I'm sleeping on it. Um, I'm trusting the experience as a line three. Um, And then... This vet comes out and she vets checks this horse. And I have had between the ages of seven and I'm going to say, what, 42, I would have had 50 plus horses, I would say. And whether they're performance horses, riding other people's horses um, or breeding stock, I've never had a vet check go so well in my life. Like vets always find something. They have to find something, you know, it's kind of like their job. Um, and it's just, it, it's that that journey 
has just been easy and effortless. Um, he passes the, the vet check with flying colours. So officially we have a new member of our family. Now there's a few other really cool things I want to tell you. So for those of you that have been playing along, one of my values is legacy. I want to create something, the work that I want to create in the world, this is making me tear up, the work that I want to make creating the world, I want it to make a change far beyond my lifetime. I want it to impact people. I want it to change the world. So I've been thinking about finding a like a sacred geometry or getting a designer to design something for me that represents legacy. And then I'm going to tattoo it on my body. Anyway, this horse's name is fucking legacy. Can you believe that? The reason why I'm telling you this story is because this is accessible for all of us. If we are just willing to follow our strategy and authority, if we are just willing to get out of our head and into our body and start listening to the wisdom that lies within us, this is available if we are just willing to pay attention to the external clues, to allow them to guide us and to believe in yourself. Believing in myself and believing in my design, my authority, my solar plexus, my sacral, my profile, my incarnation cross, my vocation, uh, my culture, like all of these parts of my chart, I decided to believe in me. I believe in them. I believe in it. Now, many of you have heard the story when I got my global beliefs balanced by the incredible Ellie Richter through um, Site K, I only had two that were in alignment. The rest were all, you know, up shit creek. They're all going in opposite directions, banging into each other. And, And Ellie said to me at the time, she's like, I don't know how you've had so much success in all the areas of your life with your beliefs like this. And I can tell you exactly how. It's because I believe in me. I believe in the universe and I believe that I can create my own reality. And this is something I want you guys to hear because we now live in this time where we have so much information. I mean, if you're a part of my HDX community, there is everything you need to know to transform your life. However, we have to begin by believing in ourselves because at the end of the day, where what we focus on and what we believe is possible for us is the only thing that really matters. Because if you don't believe you can do this, if you tell yourself, well, something's blocking me, then something's blocking you. You have to choose to focus beyond that, beyond what could be wrong, what needs fixing. You have to choose to believe that I will find my answers. They will come to me. It will unfold. This is who I'm becoming. This is the dream I have. This is the impact I want to have. This is the legacy I want to leave. And when you choose to focus on those bigger things and you choose to believe in you above all, magical things happen. Magical things happen. Now, the other part I want to tell you about this this horse, this story, is one of my intentions this year and specifically for the Camino is to be able to live and like have adventures um, to grow this business, to create this impact and this legacy that I talk about with ease, 
and grace. Because so much of my journey, I've done it, inverted commas, or what I used to believe, the hard way. Because I thought if I didn't do the hard, do it the hard way, that it wasn't worthy or that in some way I cheated or that other people wouldn't respect it. You know, all of these bullshit stories that I told myself. However, setting this intention that I want to be able to do all of these things, I am manifesting all of these things with ease and grace, with joy and adventure, with playfulness and lightheartedness, with love, then all of a sudden I am given evidence instantly almost like that of how easy it is to manifest something so important to me without much effort at all. So what are the things I want you to take away from this? Obviously, I want you to understand that the most important thing you can do that you can be is to be believing in yourself, to be your best friend in your own mind. And that if there is a unresourceful thought, that either you just pay no attention to it or you'd like, thank you, I appreciate your feedback, but I'm good. Choose to believe in you. Choose to believe it's possible. It doesn't matter what anyone else says or even what your ego says. Just choose to believe it's possible. You don't need to know how. You don't need to know when. Just believe that it's true. Believe that feeling inside of you. Believe that that greatness that you can feel. I know you can feel it because I know I can feel mine. Believe that that is here to be made manifest. Your greatness is here to be lived. Believe in that. The next thing I want you to take away is focus. What is it you want? It doesn't have to be perfect. I've manifested so many epic things so easily by just either having a conversation with someone and saying what I want and then writing it down and then bang, it happens. It's happened over and over again. And one of the interesting things, because of course, me being me, me being a line five, I think it's this line five thing is that I've sat with this a lot because I've been hustling my butt to grow my business. And I've been so attached to what that looks like and how I should do it and what the income, you know, what the income goals should be that we're hitting and blah, 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 blah. Then in the same breath, I'm like, right, we're hiring a new person. They've got to be amazing. They've got to be as incredible as the rest of my team in their role. We send out an email. We get more than 50, I think close to 60 applicants. We get that down to eight applicants. We see eight people and then we find her and we hire her. All in what? maybe 14 days, she's already part of the team. Welcome, Sherelle. We're so excited to have you here. Now, what's different? It's different belief. I just knew. I knew. I absolutely knew that we were going to find the perfect human. What did I set my intention? I want to be as blown away by this person as I was with Taylor. I want this person to love what they do and love the mission and love being a part of our family. I didn't even get into the details. But because I set that intention, what happened? Well, Taylor knew exactly what we needed. So she had the list. The job spec was great. I am an absolute guru at people. So as we went through each um, interview, we were like, oh, my God, love them, love them, love them. 
But what do we do? We listen to our sacrals. You know, like if we had gone with our mind, we would have hired someone else, but I've learned that lesson. So really focus on what you want. Set that intention. Then you have to have a level of detachment because if you believe you can do something, if you believe it's inevitable, it's one of my favorite beliefs. And I'm going to give credit because I'm pretty sure the first time I ever heard it was from James Wedmore. And I love this. My success is inevitable. My happiness is inevitable. My abundance is inevitable. My dream horse is inevitable. Um, Our incredible new team member, inevitable. It's going to happen. So really being able to detach because it's inevitable. It's going to happen is what, in my experience, speeds everything up, everything. You know, one of the things that I thought was interesting in the hiring process for us is we did all the work. We sat down. I think we spent an entire day going through everybody's stuff. You know, I between the two of us, we both did a spreadsheet. You know, I went through all their human design and T went through all of their experience and we talked about everything and we reflected and da 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 So by the time we sat with these people and we had these interviews, we had these experiences, once we got off the call, we'd check in straight with both of our sacrals and then I wrote mine down so that I could sleep on it. And that's actually what made a lot of the final decision because we'd done all the work. We understood how they worked human design-wise. We'd understand their experience. You know, then we'd met these people and I've got to be honest, each and every one of them were divine. So I'm really grateful that I had human design and the understanding of my design and T's design so that we could actually navigate from that place because if I had to make a decision from my head, it would have been really hard. I would have wanted to hire all of them. And then the last thing I really want to say is like you have to be willing to follow the breadcrumbs. We just did an incredible class in HDX because one of the things I've identified really early and why it's now a part of my transformational human design is that people don't know how to get out of the head and into the body. How? Well, we just did a whole freaking class on it. We even did this exercise where I put people like in their bodies, had an experience of when they, um, you know, forced themselves to do something from being out of alignment and um, the mind. And then what it felt like to be in their body when they made an aligned decision. So literally gave them this, this example of, okay, this is what it feels like in my body when I'm out of alignment. This is what I'm just out of my comfort zone, but I'm still in, my, in alignment. It's following the, the way that you feel in your body. Human design gives you exactly how you're designed. So just experiment with it. For me, it's all about strategy and authority and it's paying attention to the breadcrumbs, paying attention to what shows up, what I call the external clues, what shows up in my external reality, especially for generator types, because it's for us to respond to, to respond to, respond to. So what are you seeing? What are the clues? What are the patterns? What are the synchronicities? What are people saying? What are you hearing more than once? You know, like if you're growing a business, what book do people, like I have a rule. If someone tells me about a book three times, that's the universe saying, read the freaking book. So we often can talk a lot about our human design, but we don't trust it to live by it. And that's what I want to inspire everyone to do today. I want you to live by your design. I want you to understand that manifestation doesn't mean you don't have to try so hard. In fact, in my experience, the less I try, the easier it is. So 
I trust that you got everything that you needed from today's episode. And I would love you to leave a uh, review on Spotify. You can actually put comments in there now. So I'd love to hear about your manifestation experiments or how you've manifested things using your human design. And same on Apple, please leave us a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it because then it gets, gets into the hands of the people that need to hear this stuff. Ultimately, I want you to know that you matter. Your purpose matters. What you want matters. Your dreams matter because we are creating a whole new reality. And if if you think that you can only look to the past to create the future, then you're barking up the wrong tree. And this is where I think so many people are getting stuck because they look to the past to say, well, that's not possible. Anything's possible. Look to the future. We are only just now starting to realize that these all these timelines and dimensions and you know whatever you believe in but i've gone down this rabbit hole aliens galaxy universe everything out there things are shifting and changing just like the z's said with lee harris the future is going to be incredible but we have to start believing that that it is and we have to believe that we're incredible that our greatness matters and then when we step into it we're really changing the world. We're all making an impact and we're all leaving a legacy. So that's from it. That's it for me today. I trust you got what you needed from this episode. Go out and manifest your dreams. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.